Well, we got a uh, friend of the show, Kurt Feldman, back here. Ice Choir. Hello. You all know and love him from his E1 contributions to our songs. Um, and only that. Yeah. Who was the guy that uh, did like sex stuff to the Lou Pearlman? You're sort of the Lou Pearlman of our podcast. Minus the sex stuff. Minus the sex stuff. Yeah, important to clarify. Yeah, I'm just thinking of the you know the the important things he did. People tend to focus on the bad <laughs> on things the he did, yeah. like on the negatives, on the the things he did for the Backstreet Boys that maybe scarred them, maybe turned them into maladjusted adults. But he also helped them get in touch with Max Martin and sing some of the best written pop songs of the late '90s. Well, that's very nice of you to say. Yeah, I think he wrote the best boy band song of 2022. Was it 2022? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think One Direction did anything. They're still broken up. So there's not a lot of competition, but I would call it the number one song. If Possibly of the you, decade so far. Wow. I mean, if you discount all the K-pop stuff. Which, well, yeah, I, 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 I those guys are they're anyway. gearing up for military service. They're, they're kind of uh, going to be out of the loop for a couple of years. This I is guess our maybe time. I'm, maybe I'm being racist by thinking of boy bands and K-pop bands as different things. I'm still thinking of the Florida style boy bands. I'm being racist because yeah. I'm thinking of the K-pop ones as being better than the white ones. Yeah, it's sort of its own thing. It's like it's different in a lot of ways. They don't. Uh, they don't. They're not as trashy. They would never do some of the uh, the tomfoolery that Nick or Aaron Carter got up to. Yeah, and they wouldn't make a music video where they're pretending to do jump shots like synchronized together while wearing huge oversized denim. They wouldn't pretend that they're better than Shaq. Oh, that's true. They wouldn't use movie magic to act like they're actually better at basketball than Shaquille O'Neal. That was very offensive. It was very offensive, especially since it's, you know, it's sort of like the the Last Samurai or Dances with Wolves or that sort of narrative or Avatar. Where this little imagine? white boy, he's just so special that he can beat all the black guys at basketball. It's yeah. disgusting. And I know he just died, but we need to really, we need to dig into this. Well, maybe now that he's not with us, Shaq can uh, reveal his trauma from that. Can you imagine what it must feel like to be on top of the basketball world? And then you have to be humiliated by this little 12-year-old kid for money. That's why he doesn't play basketball anymore. He's into sandwiches. Yeah. He has a new sandwich shop. That Outlaws generation says is five out of five Outlaw stars. Oh, wow. Yeah. That means it's equally as good as Outlaws' own cooking, then. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's a bad scale. Doesn't mean much. But I would like to try his sandwich. But anyway, the reason we're here, this is a, an episode I've wanted to do for a while. We've got a new concept. We should have given this a snappy name, but I didn't think of it yet. We could call it like Mix Masters, but isn't there already a real series called like Mixing with the Masters or something? Probably. We'll find something that hasn't been taken. This is some kind of mixing thing. I know Dr. Doing. Mix is taken. There's a guy called Dr. Mix on YouTube who does synth tutorials. So we can't be Dr. <laughs> Mix. Nurse Mix. The Mix Nurse. The Mix Nurse. We can get Andrew to be a guest too. Yeah. It would be fun to get people who've never mixed a song to try to mix a song. Yeah, that's what Kanye tried to do. No one really liked it and they weren't finished songs to begin with. But yeah. you could turn up the bass and stuff. Really, all you could do is turn stuff up and down. I don't know if you could even pan left and right. I don't think. I think there was just like four buttons on it, maybe for the four stems. I don't know. 
But uh, yeah. basically, yeah, we, we uh, realized how easy it is to find stems for famous songs these days. Uh, you know, everything by the Beatles is out there. Nirvana, ELO, Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, whatever. All like the classic shit. You can find the stems for most of these songs. So we're like, why don't we try to get in there and do our own mixes of these songs? And we'll just see how those turned out, you know? Yeah, especially old songs. When you listen to them, you hear things that are wrong in the mix. Wrong in the sense that modern people, modern humans, anatomically modern humans, we wouldn't uh, mix stuff that way. We wouldn't pan bass or drums all the way to the right or left. We would put more compression on stuff. We wouldn't have so much mic bleed. Like Led Zeppelin, they would just have speakers blaring for all of them. So you can hear the whole song on any one of the tracks. At least when they started out. But here's the thing. Once we get our hands on these mixes, maybe we do want to push the bass and the drums far left and right. Maybe we do want to make the mix sound like shit because maybe something's missing by it sounding too good. Yeah, arguably a song from 1969, it should have the bass and drums panned left and right because it's from the 60s. So why doesn't it? Why is it normal stereo? Change it back. Yeah. It's not period appropriate. That's right. Yeah, that was my problem with with a lot of these tracks is that uh, you know they're 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 outdated. They don't have the right types of sounds to really you know touch the the uh, younger audiences these days. So you know that was one of the things that I immediately went after that trying to fix those types of of problems. Yeah, every ten to twenty years, all songs should be aggressively remixed for whatever flash in the pan trend is going on at that time. Like trap remixes of uh, Pink Floyd in like 2015 would have been a good idea. Like Taco putting on the Ritz. Yeah. <laughs> Minus the blackface. That's a perfect example of that. But that's very clumsy. Uh, and it, it, that is one that he has redone. He does redo that every 20 years. Does he if really? If you look it up. Yeah, there's a new version. He re-recorded it. And it he should do like worse, a grunge version though. Now I guess uh, some kind of auto-tune pop rap, emo rap version. I think it would be a grunge version again, honestly, at this point. Yeah. If you're trying to hop on the current trend based on like what's on the cover of Rolling Stone is uh, the uh, Boy Genius Band dressed as Nirvana. It's back, folks. Well, maybe the place we should start, speaking of the 90s, we got a you know favorite band of the show, Weezer. If you guys want to pull up uh, my mix of Say It Ain't So... This is the only song I did in full, but I think it was worth it for such a like iconic song, you know? Yeah, it has a very good mix, I will say, but I trust you to improve it. See, right off the bat, I had to fix the guitars. Yeah, there's a very boring, clean guitar tone. I like how the drums are a little bit more sparing right here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, changing up the drum pattern really serves the song well, I think. <laughs> Telly. 
That's what we're talking about Catholic with Catholic Jimmy. <laughs> it's nice. You can really hone in on the drum sound when it's just on one side. Like I'm listening to Frampton Comes Alive. This is awesome. in the original stems it is yeah this is the director's cut it's kind of interesting when sometimes on, on old tapes like on Beatles songs they'll have uh, the next song recorded on that same tape yeah anyone who didn't like this song, song when it came out this is actually a blue album era outtake a classic yeah they recorded it on the back of one of the other eight track tapes tape's expensive yeah tape in 1994 Worth its weight in gold. I didn't know he could sing that high. Wow, it kind of reminds me of the darkness. guitar tones were an improvement. It's kind of like an alternate um, direction Weezer could have gone, just using those guitar tones on every song. It's hard to believe that was the original vocal stem unprocessed. Yeah. With FX removed. Work. Yeah, it's like um when you... Uh, you know, you you remove the carpeting in a house and you find this like beautiful wood flooring from like 100 years ago underneath. That's what it was like to dig into those tracks. Yeah. You kind of take for granted how much range Rivers Cuomo has. So you hear that one. Original. Yeah, he could have easily been a better version of Peter Frampton. That was another thing he borrowed from hair metal. It was the vocal range of Vince Neil. Yeah. <laughs> Squealing like a little piggy. What do you think, Kurt? Is there one of yours you want to uh, pull up next year? Um, 
Let's see. Do you want to just start with uh, the ELO one? That sounds good. Sure. Always pissed me off. You couldn't really hear what that guy said in the beginning. I turned it up. Hope you don't mind. That's good. You you still can't hear it, but it's his fault. Little backbeat groove right here. Yeah, it's like when it switches up in the car is just what I needed. Classic ELO harmonies. Yeah, just had Jeff to turn Lynn. them up. Let them shine. Another one where it's unprocessed. Okay, something happened here in this part. I had to use a real media file. <laughs> the stems got a little messed up. So. A real media file? Yeah, I had to use a real media file for that. that yeah, music never sounded better existed. than real media. And now, I'm just modernizing music. it here. Also, didn't have the license for that. We're gonna oh, get it okay. later, though. <laughs> guitar solo need a little riz. Just added some some guitar harmonies to it. Let it shine. <laughs> yeah, I've also always thought the strings should have been way louder than the guitar in the guitar solo. <laughs> Yeah, guitar harmonies is what that needed. Well, that's see, that's that's uh, they're all baked onto one track, you know. So everything gets the harmony. Wow, very shameful for Jeff Lynne that there were so many unfilled white spaces in that song. There were so many harmonies to add that he forgot about. Yeah, that band is known for being a little too sparse for my taste. Yeah, very minimalist. Yeah, I want to thank all these bands for giving us permission to use their music uh, with no royalties paid to them in this episode. Thank you, Jeff. Well, it's actually fair use if you turn the drums up or whatever. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you ruin the song, it's fair use. You're allowed it, yeah, to sell it. It, it, is, it is fair use, except for, for the, the loop that I, that I stole. Um, you'll notice there was a Pond 5 <laughs> watermark on that. Um, I'm planning on buying that. It was $29, so... Um, no, fuck that. Well, the fact that you gave them credit, even if it was by accident, I think that right. speaks to your sense of honor. Yeah, verbal credit is better than money anyway. Everyone's going to go rush out and buy it when they hear this episode, so you actually made them extra money. Free trial programs work for exposure. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the plug-in marketplace especially is uh, really busy. The sample marketplace is busy. It's hard to stand out as an artist in those spaces, so you got to give shit away for free and expect to work for the exposure. Exactly. I think like software engineers and stuff too... You should expect to work for free at Twitter for two or three years before they start paying you, right? You get paid to go on the computer? Yeah, right? I do that for fun. Yeah, the rest of us are doing it for free. Let me see. This one, this is my one that I'm the least proud of, but uh, maybe we jump to this one, the Come As You Are by Nirvana. All right. I had a similar idea of, um, it could use maybe a little modernizing, so... Is this post Malone? <laughs> this is so hyper modern. Oh. 
was nice of him to not write the lyrics to this song. To just completely give up and not even write it. Yeah. <laughs> just putting random words in. I know how it works. I like I can't it. can't do that I on was, a single. While I was doing that, I was thinking how much I appreciate that, though. That's probably one of the first songs I heard in my life where I realized you can just say stuff that sounds cool but doesn't mean anything, and it's going to be a hit, you know? Yeah, he would write shit five minutes before going into the studio. I genuinely love that, though. Like, and it's, it's funny, but it's also... Uh, Cause that song rocks. I forgot how much I genuinely like that song. Like I love In Utero so much more than Nevermind that I forgot that I love that song. But I had to give it a twist, make it something that kids want to listen to these days. I think that's my least favorite song on Nevermind. What? It's better than. Uh. Well. So I would can't listen think to of it one, more often. No, I would listen to it more often than the other singles. I guess like Lithium and and Smells Like Teen Spirit. I get less mileage out of those than that one. Yeah, the singles. I've never heard of this band, but I loved oh, wow. that. Yeah, like like Alex was saying, I think it's kind of like the new Post Malone. Um, his vocals were like too on pitch, so I had to go in with Melodyne and increase how off pitch they were to make auto tune <laughs> more prevalent. Um, Kurt Cobain I, was sort of the pre Malone. That's right. If you think about it, on uh, on those drums there, I thought a drum kit sounded kind of stale. So I did the automatic Pro Tools um, audio to MIDI thing, but then it seemed like too much work to actually drag the MIDI notes to different parts of the drum kit. So I just got an 808 and just put it on snare and kick for every hit. And I feel like that's kind of the new sound that we might be hearing in the 2020s now. It's like a military march. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of, it's giving a message because he's saying he doesn't have a gun, but in the music, there's a military it march. It sounds, yeah, like some pow, rum, pum, 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 drummer boy, fucking Civil War shit, you know? Yeah, there's some dissonance there. Like, does he have a gun? Is he lying to us? Oh, I should have fucking made the snare a gun. I feel so stupid for not doing that now. Yeah, you should have put in uh, paper planes, guns. God damn I don't it, that's have a, a huge gun. Poo, poo, missed poo. opportunity, man. Kick and snare at the same time, though. <laughs> yeah, Best just, of both worlds. <laughs> I want to see live drummers you start you playing that way. <laughs> just sitting at the drum kit and hitting only kick and snare at the same time every time. Yeah, like what you're one of those bears, the animatronic bears that plays the drums at the mall. <laughs> yeah, the Chuck E. Cheese band. Like you turn it on and it, it hits the bo both of the drums at the same time. I don't know what you want. <laughs> I'm not sure who played the original, but uh, it's a tough act to follow. Yeah, it was pre-Malone, everybody. Killing joke. Um, let's see. What do we got here? How about we go to yours, Alex? Whole lot of love. Yeah, this might be the longest one. I did the whole song. Whole lot of song. That's what I call it. Well, everyone, uh, strap in. This one, this band, you know, you got to fucking smoke up. You know what I'm saying? That's you know, right. I'm, mim I'm miming the J right now, but you can't see it. But, uh, yep. a rocking guitar so I thought the guitar had too much <laughs> the guitar had too much bass and too much reverb and uh, yeah you needed to make the guitar a little more Elvisy. I think with a lot of these songs, we're just trying to make things sound thinner and more tinny, you know? 
The music was starting to get too full and rich for a while. Yeah, I don't think you need it. Yeah, that much stuff going on generally. Like com- the idea of just combining the vocals and the guitars into into one instrument. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's very efficient. It's genius. Yeah, every vocal track has a vocoder on it trained on either the guitar or the bass. <laughs> After distortion, because I don't have it before distortion. That's beautiful. It's one less thing to think about. So on the chorus, it kind of sounds like a frog. I like it. Yeah, this is like some fucking like I don't know. The way that Korn's bass sounds is how these vocals sound. (laughs) There isn't too much room to experiment with the actual tracks, but I tried to fill the space here (laughs) that they left. Yeah, I like it. It makes me mildly anxious. Yeah, it makes me... It makes me feel like I'm getting a Discord call and I feel mildly anxious, which is good because this part is supposed to be like paranoia inducing, you know? (laughs) It's calming. Yeah. (laughs) These were all in the original tapes, by the way. I didn't add this. Yeah, phone companies and shit have been ripping off Zeppelin, not the other way around. I just turned it up. This psychedelic as fuck, dude. I was missing there is maybe some ducks quacking. <laughs> Atlanta Grape Lady makes an appearance though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Grape Lady. I've always thought this song didn't have enough moaning noises. <laughs> Not enough pain. <laughs> the, the fucking Weezer fill. <laughs> <laughs> I do think this is like, going forward, doing more episodes like this, the comedy from mixing songs together is pretty good. Yeah, I, I did a little bit of that. That was the original track, dude. <laughs> yeah, true. I didn't add You that. just unearthed it. It was muted on the original mix. They gave that fill to Rivers Cuomo. They try to sue me for doing this. I'm gonna pull out that muddy water song that they stole this from. <laughs> That's my trump card. You know, Zeppelin's songs were never long enough either. I think you should have doubled the length of this. Yeah, this song doesn't go on for long enough. Oh, hold up. I'm getting another Discord call. <laughs> There we go. (laughs) This is like when we were talking about uh, Hollywood vampires and they'll just do a medley of classic rock songs. All this song needed was some Pink Floyd clocks going up. Yeah. It's crazy that was on the tracks. This was from 1969. That was from 1973. Yeah. Time travel. 
<laughs> he sounds like a dying robot. <laughs> That's so insane. That's the best vocal treatment we've heard yet. Especially when he starts screaming. <laughs> the sound of a voice fretting out. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta fret that voice at the 12th floor. That was a weird one to work with. I originally started with Dazed and Confused, which I believe Kurt did a mix of, right? Yeah, there's no way it could have topped my mix anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, I'm pretty sure that once we get this over to, to the guys, like, that's, this is going to be the official one. Yeah, they're going to replace the Spotify version with yours. What I kind of wanted to do when I first opened it up was uh, have it warped in Ableton so I could quantize all of it. But I just couldn't figure out where, like, the where it started. They all started at different times, and it wasn't lined up, and they all had different automatically detected tempos. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, because oh, like it, it's so sloppy. On whole lot of yeah. love too. If you listen to the individual tracks, they're it, like it's clearly the first time they're playing it, and there's so much reverb on everything that it doesn't really matter. But if you listen to it with everything off of it, the bass and the guitar are just not playing at the same time. <laughs> and I wanted to line it up, but it would have taken like 12 hours. Yeah. And since it's definitely not played to a click track, it's just like hard to yeah. quantize well. All right. Yeah. I think you're right. Maybe we should go to some more Zeppelin here from Kurt. I'm excited for you guys to hear this one. <laughs> Wanted to just slightly change the bass tone. Need a little yeah, bit more Yeah, that feels fuzz. way more fresh. Been dazed and confused for so long. Sounds like a triggered kick drum. Yeah, just wanted to modernize it a bit too. It reminds me of Iron Man. It's kind of one scary. thing that a lot of people complain about is about with Led Zeppelin is the drum sounds they're just not really modern enough yeah that's right ooh love I that guitar sound too that. that's that Tom Morello shit my friends On this verse, I wanted to go a little bit thin Lizzy with those guitar harmonies. Yeah, it kind of sounds, it, it sounds like starting up a leaf blower and then <laughs> turning it off over and over. That fill wasn't long enough. I had to extend it a little. This is another song where they can't get mad at us because they stole it. I just thought it would be 
cool on this verse. Just freak him, freak him out. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't it be great? Some guy in 1969 in a 70s show basement smoking Acapulco gold that's actually a pine cone. And he's yeah, really here. Turn on this and that shit starts playing. <laughs> you get two songs for the price of one. Oh, nice. Yeah, next time they remaster these albums, put in the fixed versions here. But you're, I think you're right, Alex. Like Zeppelin is the number one band we can feel good about just doing anything we want to their songs because it's just giving them a taste of their own medicine. Yeah, they stole all that shit from everybody else. I just wish there were more than four tracks. I do love the production on the first Led Zeppelin album. It's just so weird. Yeah. They did record the tracks in one day. But the way it's mixed, it's like one of the first modern sounding albums, but not really. It still sounds, it's in like a middle point. Yeah, totally. That like precise point in time in 69, 70, where mixing was changing a lot for rock records. Yeah, you finally had like eight tracks instead of four tracks and shit. Yeah, it was such a unique sound. And like seven um, out of the eight songs are stolen. It's awesome. You and I have talked about this on here before, I think, but... uh also, he was just such a good singer then in a way that he wasn't on later albums. I mean, he's still like fine, but by the time you get to like Houses of the Holy, the vocals are produced shittier because he's like less good at singing because he's fucked up his voice a bit. Yeah, I wish they could have just not toured and been a studio band like the Beatles. Yeah. After the first album. Especially because some of their live shit is so laborious to me. Jimmy Page like when, wouldn't have met that kid. Robert Plant, he would have still had his voice. Yeah. John Bonham... Well, he might have drank himself to death even earlier. I don't know. No, I just think but for they some could have reason found he, another guy. he would have discovered uh, the church. If their studio maybe was across the street from a church, maybe he would have given up the bottle, found God. He would have gotten really into whippets instead. Yeah. <laughs> what if Robert Plant got into whippets? Yeah, they could have been the band that pioneered doing whippets. That could have reversed his vocal effect. He kept having to sing higher and higher with every album. If he was just doing whippets all the time, <laughs> he could go down an octave. I'm sure it would sound great. Well, that's an idea for a future mix. Whip it mix. Whip it mix. <laughs> All right. Maybe move on to this one here. My dog and my music. They're both whip it mixes. <laughs> um, th for this next one, I was kind of inspired by one of our favorite artists on this show, who I think is a very generational talent when it comes to mixing, Mr. John Acapinti. He just puts that special spin on a mix that no one else on earth could. And I was thinking we got all these Radiohead stems from when they dropped them for like their remix contest for In Rainbows. Why don't we take a spin on some of that? Some Tom Acapinti here. Radiohead can't get mad at us because it was free. Yeah, it's their fault. They released these. It's their fault. I had to pick up the tempo a little because it wasn't like jaunty enough. Wow, this sounds so sensual. I love that Acapinti drum sound where it's almost exclusively the cymbals, you know? I just wish there were some piano chords off the beat. Yeah, that's true. He really likes to accentuate the, only the instruments that he can hear, just the cymbals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, more like being in a practice hearing space. on both ends. He can only hear mids. I can only hear mids and I can only smoke mids. 
Yeah, but that's that's the irony is that he can only hear mids, but everything he produces is loud. That's true. That's so true. You were right though, Alex. This song is missing some off-time piano. <laughs> yeah. Playing the same major triad with both hands. Completely off the beat. Is there a ghost in the room? Yeah, Tom York like does do some some fucking Casper the Friendly Ghost ass vocal performances sometimes. He's one of the scariest rock front men. And he had in a song called Give Up the his Ghost. Singing. Yeah, that's true. Very wow. Spooky. And a witch at the door. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Kurt, you did another Radiohead one here. Oh yeah. We just jump right into this one. Well, these drums are rocking already. Oh yeah, has to replace the drums. Some modern rock drum sounds instead. Also, uh, they were kind of pan weird. So what I did was I just want to make them make them super wide. Made them super wide. Actually, just inverted the mix. <laughs> so they're completely out of phase now. But it really gives that that wide feel. Yeah, it's like it's in the center and also the sides <laughs> at the same time. Exactly. But neither one. Yeah, Radiohead's music doesn't have enough phase issues. I think. Oh, more of those ghosty vocals from him. Yeah, well, this mix just kind of like brings out some of his, you know, vibra vibrato abilities. Yeah. When you don't have to worry about the drums kind of cluttering up the sides of the mix. Ooh, I like that. Oh, wow. Was that on the that original song? Uh, it was it was a track that was muted actually in the original one, but I just oh, I okay. liked it so much I, I brought him back in. Johnny Greenwood's bongos. <laughs> he used to sit on the floor cross-legged and play bongos. Yep. After OK Computer, he decided to only play bongos for a couple albums, no guitars. It's true. His voice kind of sounded I, like an overdriven trumpet. I, I couldn't believe they muted the bongos. I, I turned them up louder than the drums. <laughs> they were so good. A whole lot of love had some bongos. I wasn't sure where to put them in because the track started at a random place. So I kind of lined it up visually, but I <laughs> still wasn't sure. <laughs> I like that explosion. <laughs> That impact hit. It needed something there. Yeah. That's so great. you know you're in the next section. That's classic radio. <laughs> Everyone keeps saying they need to return to rock. Everyone's waiting for a return to modern rock from Radiohead. Yeah, that rocked harder than about anything they've ever done, I would say. Yeah, I agree with and that. And Rainbows was the rockinest album. I don't know. What did we learn here? I feel like there's some mistakes that I made of the fact that I didn't use a gunshot snare on the Nirvana song, Big Oversight. I should have added more off-time some off-time piano for the the Tom Acapinti one. I think that maybe the funniest thing is bringing in elements from other songs at just the right moment. Like we kind of learned a lesson there. Yeah, it that, is funny yeah, to that do is a that. Good yeah, it's pretty easy to drag tracks into the MIDI thing in Pro Tools or Ableton and then replace it with a sample. I want to do that more. Gun snare sounds awesome. Like fart kick maybe. Yeah, like the um. 
the audio to MIDI rhythmically works well, but I think it gets confused about the specifics, you know? And or Kurt, yeah. I'm sure you're better at using it than me, but it's kind of like a pain I, to get it to be good. You have to it's funny. do fine tuning. I, I, I do the other thing. I render like I render MIDI to audio all the time. I never I almost never I have used it a couple times if I want to just like grab the chords from something. But um like when I did the drums, I was using the um addictive trigger thing. It yeah, was just like makes very sense. quick. It's like it kind of like auto levels everything and then you can just like drag whatever sample in. Oh, I see. Um that's how yeah, that's how sometimes I, did the drums. I use it for turning guitar into synth instead of trying to figure it out on keyboard. Oh, and usually idea, have to yeah. move some notes around, but it does a pretty decent job. Yeah, it's something I really should mess with more because it has interesting creative possibilities. You just need to like be willing to spend time dragging crap around. Yeah, there's a lot of clicking involved. You have to, yeah. you have to love spending time on the computer. Yeah, a lot of playing on the computer. It's like playing uh, Solitaire or Minesweeper in your DAW. That's right. They should have games in there. There should be mini, ads. like how old like Final Fantasy games and shit had like card game mini games. Dawes just have like Space Invaders in like a EQ plugin. <laughs> yeah, there the there are eggs. some plugin companies that do that. Oh, are they really? <laughs> yeah. Where they that make plugins so for babies? <laughs> it's like some stupid like uh, time wasting plugins. Like a couple of them make these like yeah, it's like Space Invaders or whatever, like Pong or something. There should be a plugin where the graphic user interface is like a baby's mobile spinning around. There's a menu that opens jingling keys. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It would be funny to stream yourself mixing like one of those guys, like T-Pain does or Dr. Mix. And then uh, you just open one of those and play Space Invaders for four hours and go offline. (laughs) Actually, I wonder if anything done, you're in a blank project. Do you think it would be funny to do a Fortune Kit Twitch stream where we mix a song like this and make it really bad? I don't know. And, I feel that, like so that, much of it is like not good content. It's just listening uh, to stuff true. over and over. That's a good point, especially because the funniest thing up. is like ruining the vocals and it takes a while to like melodyne them off pitch and shit. Yeah. Yeah. There, There is a lot of like boring shit that would be happening. The, the funny thing would be like the audience interaction. I think that would be yeah. kind of good. Like, I think maybe, yeah. Hmm. We'll have to think about this. You're right. Like, if there's a way we could cut out the actual work and just get people's input on how to do it. If you're like really quick, you know, it could be good. Yeah. What other songs should we try mixing? I know that's one where people could uh, sound off in the comments for real, though. Of especially if people find uh, stems for certain songs, we could just take a crack at them. Dude, you can li- like, uh, you can literally do any track. It's it it's split. Like, have you ever used la 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 No, you were mentioning that earlier, but no. Yeah, I I have an account. Like, I I paid for like you can pay like whatever sixty bucks for like how it gives you like however many hours of of like uploaded music. Okay, you can literally just put any song in there and it splits it out into some of those were la 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 stems. I, I'm almost positive of that because like you can tell like you can hear the little like kind of granular artifacts where it like yeah, doesn't yeah. where it's like machine learning doesn't really know where to put something so there'll be like a little bit of like bass bleed onto the you know what i mean onto like a kick drum or something yeah totally or you'll hear That's like a little like yeah yeah and it's we pretty should choose good more obscure shit then we should we should actually pick apart some like john acapinti and stuff 
Yeah. Oh God, what would that do? His, I, I would oh like God, to his that. shit is like such a mess that it might actually just be, <laughs> <laughs> it might be like AI proof. <laughs> we'll find, we should find out for sure. I there's, know, yeah, that would be great. There's a YouTube channel called Rock Band Stems. They have The Doors, The Beatles, Chicago, Stevie Wonder, The Jackson 5. There are a lot of good ones in here and these are the actual tracks. Yeah, I think this concept is strong enough where I think we got to hone it and do a few more episodes using this. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, maybe we should end on something completely different. The last episode we were talking about Rick Ross, how he was scared of uh, a, a Tesla driving him straight to the police station, even though the only laws he's breaking are labor laws these days. Um, and they already us... know where he lives. Yeah, yeah, right. Because he lives there and he has taxes and stuff. yeah. He has a very like gaudy mansion they can just drive up to. But um, that led us down a rabbit hole of seeing that GQ made this video with DJ Khaled versus Rick Ross. What's the best snack of all time? I'm still not so I think we got to go sight unseen into this video here. Still frightened. No, no, no. Get the I'm almond frightened. milk. I just got up on 2% milk a couple no, years no, ago. No, 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 no. Get the Oh, this is why we found this video, because he's scared of almond milk. No, 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 no. The, the, and that's the right. He doesn't know is where they get it. The almond of the walnut? Is they squeezing it out of the peanut? I don't the almond of the walnut. The almond of the walnut. I think he means, like, the pit? Like, the nut is the almond. So he thinks almond is a term Today for a nut that's inside a shell? <laughs> it's interesting. This debate will have. It's also interesting how he says, I just got on 2% milk. A final close. Like from what? From not drinking milk or from whole or from skim? my opponent. Like, where did he. How did he land at that? DJ Khaled's not a good enough conversationalist to push him, you know? He really needs to dig into these preferences. I've ever been asked. Easy. That's the Rick Ross Oh, come on, man. Snacks. Such bullshit. When I say the Rick Ross Your own fucking rap snake. Late night, snuggling. Like I've had these before. I don't remember which flavor, but they were up. selling them like when Payne's was on tour, like key. whatever, you know, 11 years ago. We bought them yeah. as a joke. I've had them too. When I uh, visited Branson and Alana, like, I don't know, 2018 or, or 2019, maybe, uh, Alana bought some of those for us. We should make rock snacks. Yeah. I don't know what it would be. Maybe just the same thing. Maybe just imagine just dragons chips. and Twenty One Pilots. Khaled. Like this doesn't really have anything to do with rap. What is the greatest snack? That's such bullshit. You shouldn't be allowed to just plug your own I fucking mean, for product. For me, it have to be the cinnamon toast crunch. But the key is with almond milk. See, that's the key. That's the problem. A lot this is the first time I've ever seen like someone be more cold. shameless than DJ Khaled. How, how did he I choose like a real song. thing? You know what I'm saying? Like, like the, the cinnamon toast salad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I let it Does sit. DJ Khaled have his own food? It'd be crazy if he doesn't. When you mentioned late night. Late night. That's what we talking. Late I call night. this late night snack, but I also call it a great night. Imagine just so much fucking reverb on this. Records and you just know it's the shit. And then you coming from the studio. They're in this white liminal crib, space. And you crack that bowl and put a little almond milk and cinnamon like you, toast. There isn't a single crease in the background. It's nothing. And They're just at this table knowing. You in the middle of nowhere. It's like that SpongeBob episode. They're in heaven. Like Rick Ross appears to be drinking champagne by himself. Sweet. You know what? 
Oh wait, he, uh, DJ Khaled's got a glass of something. It looks like a weird, like enjoy it. It's too weird of a color to be wine. Hawaiian punch. And they trying to. It's Hawaiian punch. You know, I rock with it's oh, good. Hawaiian punch? Is it? Cinnamon you know, Toast Crunch and Punch. But no, I don't know what it night, is. Why would you I'll believe anything except wine. And not something like, how can I say, sweet but refreshing. A That's spot of sherry. Because, <laughs> you know, when you eat chips at night, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot He said savior on. instead of savory. We always got to brush our teeth, but now you really. And I wonder you if know, he thinks really that's a Christian term. Thing is just a rinse. <laughs> I don't know if he's thought about it that much, but if he thinks that's how you say it, like, I'm does he think? Snacks got a real like, oh, it's like saying this is so it's a savior for your mouth because it tastes vibe, so good. But like I said, number one, the rose cheddar. The rose cheddar, man. It's the champagne of potato chip. Like I oh, told that's why he's got some champagne. Layer. It's like a little sandwich. Lazy this is just a 13 minute ad. <laughs> it's awesome. It's on right GQ. Imagine coming home from the club. You know what I mean? But hold up. What's the outcome? <laughs> coming home from the club and eating you chips. You know, you go on a bed. That's how you know he's like middle aged now. Or that's his his like, ideal like, night you know, is exploiting 14 year olds' no, 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 labor no, no, at his fast food franchise and then eating chips with his face on them as he comes home from the club. No, 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 no. Almost Everyone in the comments have, says this should be a show. For the night of my, you know, my young lady, she's going to be laying in the bed awaiting my presence. And I'm so not sure how much she could get out of this. <laughs> yeah, I think I would like to see more, but I, you know what I mean? This is already uh, squeezing blood from a stone. Like we were a minute in and he was already advertising his own products. Yeah. I can't imagine how this is going to go on this much longer. Well, growing up, that's right. Growing up as a shorty in Kara City. That's right. You had to be somebody if you desired that Mercedes Benz, if you wanted to get a garage one day. How's he going to tie this back around to eating chips? I know where you're going with it. I know where you're going with it. I know where you're going with it. You understand what I'm trying to say? Rap snacks. So guess what? As a shorty, I said, damn, I want to be like Bo Jackson. That's right. I want to be like Daryl Strawberry. Yeah. That's coming from nothing to something. So guess what? This is now? about snacks. You pulling up to the <laughs> gas station. It's 4.47 a.m. Mm. You just left the club. Mm. Guess what? Your gas Just like Daryl Strawberry. Your chicken. <laughs> yeah. Your homies in the backseat. Fuck it, everybody. Get out. Let's go in the gas station. Somebody digging for pocket change and they, they pocket you out there. They pull that door open in that 7-Eleven. And, and, and everybody listening, remember, it's 4.47 a.m. I'm just invested you know, in this story. Type of vibe like, does now. anything happen? You I think they're going to buy snacks. I think they're just going to get snacks. You could smell those 99-cent hot dogs on that grill over there. And then, then the pizza's under it, like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and you're trying to figure out which one I'm going And then you go, it's, late night. Yeah, it's, it's 4.47 a.m. I'm now. trying to tell you. And it's 7-Eleven. We came here for I'm, the gas. I'm with you. You feel me? DJ Khaled is the least interesting person on earth. Like, at least Rick Ross is, like, spinning a story here. DJ Khaled is so fucking annoying, man. That They're rap. trying that so hard to, to make something out of nothing. It's so good. I know about and it's 
the story is just not anything. It's just about going to the gas station, but it's like a seven-minute story that's like told like the craziest night of my life. And it ends with him holding up his really wrap snacks again. He's really. It's got to be 4:48 a.m. by now. Yeah, yeah. He's compressed one minute of story, or he's expanded one minute of story into like ten to seven minutes. It wasn't even a story. It was just that he went to 7-Eleven and got a hot dog. Nah, that's real talk. They observed that there was a hot dog spinning. Studio. And a pizza Shoot rotating. Vegas. It is real talk in the sense that you know, it's the, mundane. This, this, you know, all the hard work it's the kind of conversation that two guys would be having right? like, at the gas station in front of you. 7 a.m. Walk in the crib, take your shirt off. Feeling sexy. Taking your shirt off, you in your boxes. And then you get the bowl. The bowl got to be one of them big bowls, right? Nice bowl. Yeah, but it got to be thick, like the shit heavy before you even put the shit in it. It's glass. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so heavy when you put it on the table. My wife's screaming like, yo, you're making too much noise. I ain't even getting I don't think started. that's what people do at 4 a.m. They're going to grab like the plastic bowl, right? Come on. the counter, the granite. You reflect on life. You realize. They're having to add all these all extra details. Did they give them? A time limit for this? Did they say you have to have 13 minutes of this? It's like Moby Dick or something where he got paid by the word, so he made sure it was really long. Yeah, he's describing, like, the individual hand movements of the spoon. You get the bowl, and you get the milk. He's just describing eating cinnamon toast crunch, which he already talked about. Second time describing the same thing. Eating cereal out of a bowl. Is that eyes open or eyes closed? I'm not gonna lie to you. You gotta respect it. They got 500,000 views doing this. Because it's like you, you look at it and you make sure you got, and then you, then you close it. And then you, that's where the reflection comes in. So I want you to know how important that one fucking bite was. He's describing tasting yes. stuff and how your yes. taste buds taste the stuff. Oh, yes. And then it goes to your brain and you realize yes. how good it tastes. Round three. Also, this is framed as a debate, but it's just them saying yes to each other as they describe eating a bite of cereal excruciatingly slowly. But also represents our life, our story, you know, the culture. Talk to me how it's the impact of right. rap snacks. Right. Because it's about God. culture. Because it's... Black it's about the culture. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's just a fucking chip, man. Copywriting. This is like, man, the green Eminem. She's so hot. Like she's like she's she is culture. You know. Introduced to me. That's over a decade ago. You know, like I wanted to be like Daryl Strawberry, dating the green Eminem. I see this being bigger than wise, being bigger than rough. The green Eminem just likes men who have money. I reached out to she doesn't that's why she's anybody. green hey, homie, just like money she's the most avaricious Eminem that's right they've always said that I'm bigger than Bo Jackson I like that and guess what we made it happen he keeps bringing up Bo Jackson they're having the same conversation this is so weird like did they they should have them do this when they're 80 and they're like senile and they could go forever yeah I love that there are like four proper nouns they keep saying Bo Jackson Daryl Strawberry Cinnamon Toast Crunch Rap Snacks and the Cinnamon That's Toast Crunch, though, is for the culture. You got to admit, it is. That's what we love. Cinnamon Toast Crunch in a bowl hits different. What I want it is like those tweets. What really yeah, it is. Like homework on one of these. You know it, homework was hard when it was on one of these, and it's a picture of like a notebook. Captain Crunch. <laughs> Describing the most mundane shit. DJ Khaled's like pretending to read the ingredients right now. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. 170 calories. 
because um, some of them are 550 and 650, and you're like, damn. God, I they got nothing like, to do. Calories. I'm like, all right, we can get away with this, and we can still. He's still talking about Zan cinnamon Thin toast crunch. Gum in here. Also, yeah. Rose, <laughs> That's why he's reading the box. The wrap snacks. I'd be asking they should have given them more cereal. Cinnamon toast. There are plenty of videos where they have an old guy try all the new snacks. I think that's half of YouTube. The they yeah. should have been Old giving that cinnamon like, toast crunch for the first time. Rick Ross yeah. and DJ Khaled Somebody try every series. Give them I'm every series. Rose. Now They're in this white room with nothing in it. I want them to have a smorgasbord they can talk about, not just one thing. Yeah, they're locked in and they can't leave till they eat a hundred cereals. Explain. I said the world need to feel that and see that to let them know it's possible to get your face on a cinnamon toast crunch and be on the box. God did. God did. <laughs> this is the closing statement. Wait, his face isn't know, on the box, though. I know. I was just, Unless one what? of the little cinnamon toast crunches with a face drawn on it is supposed to be him. Was he on it at one point? He was holding up the box where he wasn't on it. Yeah. I think he's just saying in theory, in theory. Yeah, I guess so. Oh, now we get to listen to think them eating the this food. Eat, yeah, let's see what he thinks of the almond milk. In the back of my mind, I say, is they squeezing it out of the peanut? There's no way in the world I'm going to go against what's better. You know why? Because each moment for, for each person different. And when he broke down how rap snacks was to me, I felt that. That 7-Eleven at 4.47 a.m., you have a chance to get that dried up hot dog. Or it's like a drinking game at this point. Every time they say 4.47 a.m. Roll potato chips. Which Why would you want the hot dog? One. I'm going for the chips. Don't get the hot dog. The stack of chips. When it comes down to the cinnamon toast crunch, don't get stuff at the gas station the that they made. This is at 4:47 a.m. Yeah. after you worked so hard, you've been through so much shit. Take a shot. And you took your shirt off, and the AC is on. When I go to the gas like station, I, I only get snacks with my face on them. Layer. Wow, that's very narcissistic. God did. All glory to God. If you know I won. Who do you think won the debate? Right I don't now. know. What? Don't there was know, no man. debate. They just said yes to each other everybody the whole time. I think won. they both did a great I, job. But everybody has their opinion. And also I God did is the name of DJ Khaled's album. So he's just shamelessly been promoting that shit the whole time too. That's sick. What a great show. They, yeah, this should be a show. Yeah, ads should be shows basically. Was this like a pilot or something? How did you guys hear about this? It was uh, in the article we read about his, uh, no, 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 it was the article we read about his, uh, the Tesla thing. It mentioned this briefly, the thing that he is scared of almond milk. Scared of almonds. I guess he isn't anymore. Like by the yeah, end of that video, he tried almond milk. Yeah, there he was very been, brave. Uh, there should have been like an almond milk trigger warning though, just for people like Rick Ross. They should do a better job of explaining where it comes from, I think. Because a lot of people seem to think that it comes from a walnut or that from, like it's like an almond is an animal that has teeth yeah. that milk come out of. Like they should yeah, just put it on the, letter. they should have a diagram on the front of the, the uh, carton that says how we do this. It's nothing also, weird. Also, I don't know what's going on in Rick Ross's life, but at least DJ Khaled was shameless enough to promote the name of his album. Whereas Rick Ross is promoting a chip. Like, don't you at least have a song you could be mentioning, you know? I do want to get the rap snacks now. I don't know where you would get them. I wouldn't get them online. I don't want them that bad. But if they were at the gas station, I would try the rap snacks. 
Yeah, that was the problem. I mean, I I've seen them maybe like two or three times, but they're they're not at like you know big chains or anything. Yeah, my random seen. feeling was that they're more of like an East Coast thing, but that might be wrong entirely. I don't know. Probably Southeast is where yeah. you can get them. Headquarters. They have been surprisingly durable. I'm gonna make Tom get some wrap snacks. Yeah, I kind yeah, of make remember him... it being like eleven, ten or eleven years ago that I had those. But yeah. They're definitely still all over the place, or not all over the place, but in some places. Less advertising, more distribution. That's what I would tell Rick Ross. Yeah, good call. You keep telling me about these snacks. I can't find them. Gotta get them at my Walgreens over here, then I'll get them. Give me the chips. Put them, them, uh, make it something you could put on like a HSA card. Put them with like the Band-Aids and stuff. Yeah, it's good for you. Say it's healthy. No one actually checks. I would argue they are healthy because if it's 4.47 a.m., you're coming home from the club just like Daryl Strawberry and you drank so much that you're going to feel so bad in the morning, it's healthy to eat chips and get them in your stomach. So in that sense, they should be deductible for like a health savings account thing. Yeah, all food makes you less drunk when you eat it. So all food is health food if you're getting behind the wheel. alcohol makes you feel good, which... Is a, a happy driver or a safe issue? driver? Yeah. So I think all of that stuff falls under the purview of health. It's just a cycle of you need to drink a lot and then you need to eat a bunch of chips to fill up your stomach. Yeah, we're just spitballing here. But anyway, Kurt, thanks for stopping by. Thank we're you. We're going to have to do more of these in the future. I think there's still a lot of potential here. Yes, sir. And everyone, make sure you, 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 make sure you buy that Ricky Rose chip wrap snack. And make sure you check out Cinnamon Toast Crunch at your local cereal provider. And look, if you have like 500 bucks left over on your FSA at the end of this year, it's going to expire just by $500 worth of wrap snacks. Easy solution. That's right. Ready to go. Ready to go.